phone shut. Um, and while as entertaining as it probably would have been to see him teach with one eye open, um, he asked me to teach for him tonight, eight hours ago. Um, and I said, sure. Um, and I am terrified because it is the word of God and therefore it is to be revered. Um, but I'm also excited because it's the word of God and I get to share it with y'all tonight. Um, for those of you who don't know, my name is Sarah. I am child's wife. Um, I'm more than just that. Um, I started, most of the time that's kind of all I feel like, but uh, I actually started coming to underground when I was 19 years old. Um, <clears throat> that was like eight years ago. Um, so, you know, that ages me, I don't care. Um, but I have continued to come to underground since I was 19. It has been a true blessing to get to see the people that have come through this room, the relationships that have developed in this room, um, the family that has come from this room. And so um, I am excited and honored to get to share with y'all tonight about our fourth commandment. So before we jump in, let's recap really fast. Um, last week, Chad talked about the first three commandments. Number one, you shall have no other gods before me. Number two, you shall not make yourself any carved images. Number three, you shall not take the Lord your God's name in vain. Raise your hand if you went home and threw away the mug that said, all I need is Jesus and a good cup of coffee. I did. If y'all weren't here last week, you need to go back and listen to it because you should feel convicted. Um, <laughs> might have the t-shirt too. I don't know. Um, today, we are in Exodus 20, verse 8, which is our fourth commandment. And it says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. <clears throat> okay, so what do we do with that? Um, first question, what's the Sabbath? Some people will tell you that it's Saturday. Some people will tell you that it's Sunday. And then you have America who takes two days off. So technically, according to the Old Testament, the seventh day of the week is Saturday. Saturday is the day that God rested after creating the world. Um, now, after Christ, Christ rose again on Sunday. So, after his resurrection, many people moved to the Sabbath day being the day of resurrection. Uh, this is not something that we should get bogged down on. Um, your salvation is not determined by whether you celebrate the Sabbath on Saturday or Sunday. In America, we used to be a very religious country, and there was a debate on whether we should follow the Jewish calendar or the Christian calendar, and so we have two days off. So that you can choose, unless you work in retail or the grocery store or quick service restaurants or fast service restaurants or whatever, um, that's another story, but we have both those days off because we just couldn't choose which one we were going to follow. Um, again, this is not something that is salvation determining, um, but it is good that we know why each day is considered a Sabbath, why each day could be celebrated as a Sabbath. 
as a Sabbath for those two different reasons. The other part we need to focus on, it says, remember the Sabbath. Do we still remember the Sabbath here in America? Um, what does that mean? First of all, Isaiah 58 says that the Sabbath is to be a delight and not a burden. So the feeling of like, oh, I have to wake up early and go to church in the morning, not really the whole vibe we're going for for the Sabbath day. The Sabbath is meant to be remembered, therefore there should be no pressure to keep it. It should be something that we long to do. Now, why would we long to do it? Why would we long to have a Sabbath? Well, because we love God. Or if you love God, then you should desire to have a Sabbath. Without raising your hand, who has been on a date? Don't raise your hand, it's okay. Some of you may not have, so I don't want to like call you out or anything. Um, it's been a long time for me, just kidding. Because you're married, you don't date, you just kind of like have fun all the time. Um, so, why do you go on dates? You go on a date to get to know somebody. To have undistracted time to get to know this other person. Throughout those dates, you might fall in love with this person. And if you love that person, would you not want to spend more devoted time with this person? Undistracted, getting to know each other better. That is what the Sabbath is. We remember it because we desire to spend time with God. Undistracted, learning more about Him. So it's not a burden. Do you, I mean, do you get like asked out on a date by like the love of your life and be like, oh gosh, it's, it's time to get ready. <laughs> Wonder what we're going to do today. No, <laughs> if that is the case, break up. Um, that's not how it's supposed to be. No, you're like, oh gosh, I'm going to start getting ready now. Hope my hair looks good. For guys, it's like, oh, I'm going to throw on a clean shirt. Then um, you're ready to go. Um, but you're excited about it. We're excited about it. Also, the God, God has told us, remember the Sabbath, because he knows that as human beings, we get tired and we need rest. So we still need to remember the Sabbath so that we have time to pause and take a break from everything. Finally, Jesus practiced the Sabbath his entire ministry. And if we are called to be like Christ, then we should follow in his example. If it was important enough for Jesus to do it, probably important enough for us to remember to do as well. Third question. How do we keep it holy? First of all, we have to understand what holy means. Holy means set apart. This day should be different than your other days. Whatever day you celebrate the Sabbath, should not be just any other day of the week doing the same old thing that you've done for the last six days. <clears throat> you can watch movies. You can listen to music. You can do activities. But what music are you listening to? What movies are you watching? What activities are you partaking in? Now, does that mean like we can watch bad movies for six days? And then one day we have to be like, okay, just Passion of Christ. 
no, that's not what that means. Because we love the Lord, we desire to be like him. And so every day we should strive to be like him. But every day of the week, we also have responsibilities. We have responsibilities of going to work to provide for ourselves, possibly to help provide for family. And so we don't have a choice sometimes of the situations that are surrounding us. Our coworkers may have very foul language, and we might have to be exposed to that throughout the entire day. We might be surrounded by drama and gossip. We might have to be in situations that we wouldn't necessarily choose, but we have to be in them because we live in a broken world. This Sabbath day, we get to choose to do something different, which means we get to choose what we take in and what we give out, more so than we really get to do on the other days. If y'all go back to Isaiah 58, it does talk about um, the Sabbath should be spoken with about spoken with delight as the Lord's holy day, but it also says, honor the Sabbath in everything you do on that day, and don't follow your own desires or talk idly. Then the Lord will be your delight. Your Sabbath is holy or set apart when it looks different from those other six days. Now the Lord spells it out a little bit better for us in the next few verses, verses nine through 11. So in Exodus 20, verses nine through 11, it says, six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Okay, so what do we do? We can't do what we normally do, so what is our rest supposed to look like? What is the... How, how is it set apart? How is it made holy? Well, if you work in an office, sitting at a desk, working on a computer, crunching numbers, sending emails, don't do that. Go, use your hands. Be physical. Do something that is different than what you do the rest of the week. Maybe your job is hard labor. And so you are working with your hands and you are on your feet all day and you are going, going, going. Well, then maybe that means stopping and using your mind, reading a good book, doing like mind games. There's like apps for that and stuff. Um, but doing something that is mental versus physical labor. Now, just because you work with your hands does not mean that your rest is not doing a really intense workout. And those are both physical, and that's fine. But it's a different kind of work. It's a different kind of um, activity that you are doing. Rest 
does not mean be lazy, okay? So 10 hours of Netflix and chill is not the Sabbath, okay? That is not rest. Taking a 10-hour nap while probably I couldn't do it, but, you know, some people do, that is not necessarily what the Sabbath is meant for. Um, <clears throat> what we need to do is ask ourselves, what is relaxing and glorifying to God? Not just what, how can I shut off my mind, but the key to the Sabbath is not merely to rest, but rather to turn our attention to God in our rest. Not just step away, but step towards him. Uh, I came across an author while doing this research for today in my eight hours. Um, her name's Lauren Winner, and she what, grew up Jewish and then became Christian later in life. And so she talks about the two Sabbaths, um, the Jewish Sabbath in comparison to the Christian Sabbath. So she said that when she was practicing the Jewish um, beliefs and practicing the Jewish Sabbath, um, she started her Sabbath with a relaxing dinner Friday night um, because they have to start like at sundown on Friday, um, followed by a day of worship, rest, and celebration. She did not think or do schoolwork. Sounds good to me. Um, she did not spend any money. She did not ride in a car or watch TV. She said when she um, became a Christian, her Sundays looked very different, or her Sabbath looked very different. Church in the morning, um, but then she just like go to the mall and shop with her friends and family and kind of, you know, just do whatever she wanted. Um, and she made the comment, the day never seemed quite as holy. Now remember, holy is not like she spent the entire day on her knees praying. Like, holy means set apart. Her, her Sabbath didn't feel any different than the rest of the week other than that she went to church in the morning. That was the only thing. And that's not what Sabbath is. So she said that there are two commandments from, her, from the Jewish Sabbath rules that she used to help her define what her Sabbath was going to look like. And I think they're great tools for us as Christians to really help sculpture what our Sabbath should look like. Two things that we can say, okay, are we doing this with our Sabbath to make sure that we're doing it right? Again, it doesn't matter if it's Saturday or Sunday. It doesn't really matter what day of the week it is. Um, the first is do not work. Okay? God modeled this for us in creation. He did not stop functioning. He stopped doing creation. He didn't get down from his throne. He was still God. He was still in control. But he wasn't, you know, Netflixing all day. He did something different. A perfect example of what that looks like for us. Um, for uh, Lauren, she decided not to shop because that's something that she did all the time. Um, she did not grade papers. She's a teacher. Um, and she didn't pick up her, her phone as much as she could. 
She detached, she separated, and she did not plan out her coming week. Now you list makers out there, make your list the day before, okay? Because it might be relaxing for you to make that list, but you know you're gonna start it, and then you're gonna be working. So do it the day before, or space out time to do it the day after. Because this day is to be a delight, not a burden. At the same time, she was not bogged down by the rules that she had set for herself. When her mother-in-law became sick, she didn't say, well, I'm not supposed to shop. No, she went to the store, she bought her medicine, and she took it to her. Because it is good to do good for other people on the Sabbath. Um, The Pharisees tried to trap Jesus multiple times by getting him to work on the Sabbath. Um, If you look at Matthew 12, verses uh, 11 through 12, he, he said, If you had a sheep that fell into a well on the Sabbath, wouldn't you work to pull it out? Of course you would. And how much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Yes, the law permits a person to do good on the Sabbath. So again, Sabbath is not a burden. It is not a rule that we must follow that is going to trap somebody in doing the wrong thing. It is not meant to weigh us down. There's an opportunity for us to reorientate ourselves closer to God and away from the busyness, to celebrate a love in a relationship, not to be bogged down. Now, the second thing that she used to help her is they are commanded to be joyful. So, joyful and happy are two different things, okay? I have a chart, and I'm gonna read it to you because it's really good. Um, Happiness is an emotion in which one experiences feelings ranging from content and satisfaction to bliss and intense pleasure. Joy is a stronger, less common feeling than happiness, Witnessing or achieving selflessness to the point of personal sacrifice frequently triggers this emotion, feeling spiritually connected to God or to people. Difference, okay? Big difference. Um, It also says that happiness is caused by earthly experiences and material objects, while joy is a spiritual experience that is caused by caring for others, gratitude, and thankfulness. Happiness is an outward expression of elation, while joy is inward peace and contentment. Happiness is temporary and based on outward circumstances, while joy is lasting, based on inward circumstances. So, your Sabbath should be filled with things that make you joyful. A 10-hour Netflix, like, what is that thing called? Binge, thank you. Do you have joy when you finish that? Or are you like, oh, that was cool. Like, maybe you're happy. I'm, like, dead. (laughs) My soul is dead after 10 hours of TV, okay? Um, No. What brings your heart joy? What puts joy 
into your heart. It is not something that is an instant gratification. Your Sabbath is, some t- is time to be spent that is going to lengthen the time of your joy. For some of you, that's a really good run to clear your mind. Maybe like 20 miles. I don't even know. That's not me. Maybe it's filling your mind with a story or knowledge from a good book. Maybe it's building something with your own two hands. Maybe it's crafting, being creative, going to Hobby Lobby, buying the the stuff, and then like creating something. For me, it's being outside. I just love to be outside. I know I'm not like a woodsy girl, okay? But like today, while I was preparing, I went to Panera, I worked for a little bit, and then I just walked. And it was quiet, and I was in creation. And I loved that. And that brought joy and peace to my heart. It brings me joy to watch Chad play with Kyla. To spend time and see them have time together. Going to the pool and seeing Kyla jump off the edge for the first time. It's silly, but that brings joy to my heart. And so my Sabbath would be spent doing things with my family, teaching my daughter things, and just being in creation. The key to the Sabbath is not merely rest, but it's turning our attention to God in the rest. If you don't have a time like that, I encourage you to start having it. One of the valuable benefits of a Sabbath is we get to encounter God in a way we don't typically get to the rest of the week. Because the, uh, the rest of the week we have work or school responsibilities that have to get done. But the Sabbath we get to choose what we do and what we surround ourselves with. Colossians 2, verses 16 through 17 say, So don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink, or for not celebrating certain holidays or new moon ceremonies or Sabbaths. These rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come, and Christ himself is that reality. Christ is what we've been waiting for. Christ is what defines salvation. Not what day you practice. Not how you practice it. We practice the Sabbath because we love God. We practice the Sabbath to draw closer to him because we love him and because God knows we need rest. Um, The last six months, I have done seven grand openings for Chick-fil-A. I work for Chick-fil-A. I travel all over the country. I meet with operators. I get their vision for what they want their grand opening to look like for their new store. And in that time, I work with 
big number budgets. I work with huge teams. I plan marketing strategies for them. It's a lot of work. And to do seven and six months means there's multiple going on at the same time. A lot of emails, a lot of phone calls, a lot of spreadsheets. And in that time, I would literally wake up in the middle of the night and be like, oh, I forgot to do something and have to write it down. And there was no time to not work. And there was no time of rest. And there was no time to find that joy of just being able to be still and be with God. Don't get me wrong, I love my job. I'm very thankful for my job. It's a good job. But we have to take time to be with God. We have to take time to set apart that is just for him. And that's not an easy thing to do. And that's why he reminds us, remember the Sabbath and set it apart and keep it holy because he wants to spend time with us. I want everybody to take out their phone. I want you to turn it off. You're not gonna need it for the next three minutes. The band is gonna play some music and I want us to just be still. I want us to disconnect. Maybe you wanna sing, maybe you wanna pray. Maybe you want to go off and pray with a friend or friends. Um, I just want to take the next few minutes to pause, to stop working, to start, stop calculating, to stop planning, and just be still and be joyful in the Lord.